Welcome to Blue Talks. I hope you enjoy this latest episode of Blue Talks featuring a speech from the U of A with Miranda Horvath. you a question. What does being emotional mean to you? What is the first feeling that rises up inside you when you think of that phrase getting emotional? Is it a positive term or a negative term to you? Do you think of somebody perhaps getting hysterical or displaying embarrassing emotions? And for yourself getting emotional, do you feel like you have to hide behind that? I'm asking because this has actually been an important part of my business and helping it to thrive. And that's what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about the benefit of being an emotional entrepreneur and how you can actually utilize that and utilize your emotionality to create a thriving business or to achieve any goal that you really set out. Awesome. So... People say that there's no room for emotion in business, and I really want to prove otherwise. I feel like emotionality can really be a powerful business tool to help you create the purposeful business of your dreams. And the way you can do that is, first of all, from acceptance. You have to accept your emotionality as the tool that it can be before you can do anything with it. So accepting your emotions helps to utilize them for deeper vulnerability and connection with yourself and with your clients. You want that so that you can be there for them and make space for them when it's right for them. And you can be there for them if you can accept your own emotions as the asset that it truly is. Without that first step of acceptance, you are not able to then make space for others in a calm and positive way. Once you're able to practice that deeper vulnerability, that deep vulnerability with yourself, connecting and understanding yourself and deeply accepting your own flaws, you can then practice the challenge of emotional temperament. And that is the only way that you can level yourself out in order to be able to overcome business obstacles and challenges. And as a lifetime entrepreneur, I know that that happens all the time. So this is a little bit about me. I'm 28 years old. I've been, like I said, a lifetime entrepreneur. My first business when I was 17, I thought I was gonna be a piano player and a famous musician. And I was, my first job was to drive around um, teaching children piano lessons with my keyboard and my books in the back. And I paid for my first, I had a very modest um, childhood growing up. Um, I paid for my, my own college education and my first car, it was a crappy Pontiac Sunfire and it broke down all the time. Um, <laughs> And for many crappy cars after that, which is probably why I actually haven't driven in five years is by choice. I've just had so many bad vehicles. (laughs) 
Um, and I don't know squat about cars, so that was probably a good choice. So I always knew that I wanted to be something bigger for myself, do something bigger for myself. And I don't have any, I never went to business school. I don't really have any specific business skills from before that would allow me to achieve this today. And really, there's no reason, no special reason why I should have achieved what I have so far today. I was raised on Vancouver Island by a single, single mom, and my dad wasn't in the picture. Um, and I was on my own, living on my own, and paying my own bills by when I had just turned 17. So to go from that to being able to run two thriving businesses, my massage practice and my online consulting business, actually being severely tech-challenged as well before. Um, and I was going to say I am tech-challenged, but I was practicing this speech, and I was like, no, I used to be. I don't want to say that about myself anymore. So this is where I've come, and I'm honestly so proud, and I can't believe that I've come this far. Um, this has allowed me to travel and to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do, and I'm so thankful. But it didn't come without some challenges. First and foremost, accepting my sensitivity as a person and my emotionality as the true asset that it is and utilizing it as that tool and making that decision to use it as a powerful tool rather than seeing it as a hindrance. So there's a couple ways that you can harness your emotionality to grow, to grow and cultivate what matters to you. So I want to ask you a question. Do you run your emotions or do you let them run you? Are you self-aware so that you can catch that emotion and use it in a positive way and influence others in a positive way with it? You can choose to run your life or let your life run you. And this is really what this is about today. So do me a favor and close your eyes if you need to or not. I want you to take a deep breath and think about a difficult period in your life and maybe you're going through it right now. I know this is really challenging times right now and everyone's being severely affected. This is why I wanted to talk about this today because emotions are running high with many of us and I wanna just talk about how that acceptance and steering into that and leaning into that is so, so important even if we can't see it right now. How did you heal from that instance? How are you coping or how did you cope in the past? What did you do to get through that? If you think about that experience, you can then forever pull upon the courage that you took to overcome that obstacle and pull upon that for the present and use that coping mechanism to get through present and future business challenges or personal challenges, right? I mean, we are our business. I don't want to separate you from the business because your transformations is your business. Your emotions is how you believe and how you act, and that is your business. So if you can navigate through those difficult emotional situations with a level head and an emotional temperament, you then allow space for yourself to react how you need to 
to level yourself out, and then you can be there for others when they need it the most, and they will remember that. If you can be there for your client in that moment when they need you the most, they will forever remember that with you. And I truly feel like you can't practice that challenge of emotional temperament if you haven't felt that deep emotion in the first place. So I want us to lean into that and be okay with that. It might not be a difficult situation. Maybe it's a difficult person. I'll be honest with you guys. I have a difficult personal family relationship in my life with my immediate family member, and it's been going on like that for as long as I can remember. But the thing that I have found really interesting about that is that my daily... It's, it's a daily practice of forgiveness, of understanding, and working to understand myself at such a deep level so that I can make space for that person and more deeply understand that person. The daily practice of forgiveness is truly a daily practice. I used to think there would be this existential moment where the light shines down and you master forgiveness and you're just calm for the rest of your life but that's not how it works right it's every single day so i truly believe that deeply accepting your own flaws and understanding yourself is then when you can make space for your colleagues your clients your friends your family or anyone and you can make space for them when they need it as well I want to tell a story of how I knew that I wanted to be a holistic business coach, not just accepting the business as a separate entity, but the person as the business and how I've chosen to approach my consulting in this way, accepting both as a beautiful blend together. I launched my consulting company about a year and a half ago, and I've been in professional and personal development all up until then and afterwards, but that time, at that time a year and a half ago, I signed up with a very um, successful and blunt male business coach, and he made it very clear when I signed up with him that he does not engage in the emotional part of the business and the transformation, that he only teaches you the technical how-tos and the steps to getting there, which being a severely tech-challenged person was totally fine with me. I was like, help me, I need help with this specifically. So I understood that when getting into his program. However, as the business challenges became increasingly difficult, I did start to become more emotional because those breakthroughs were coming, right? And... As that started to happen, despite his upfront clarity in his teaching style, I still reached out to him a couple times to express an emotion that I was feeling right before that breakthrough period, right? Like right on the cusp of that. And I would never receive a reply if it was emotional, right? So even though I learned a ton from him, I found out that after that and reflecting upon that, that I want to be somebody that you can turn to 
when you have those emotions presenting themselves, they're rising up inside you. I want to be there for you because that means to me that a breakthrough is coming and that's exciting, right? So I want to be there during that breakthrough period and that means you have to be involved with all of it, right? You can't just be there to applaud them for getting through that. You have to be there with them through the descent so that they can rise and I want to rise with you. But the whole process matters and it's all part of it. So I truly believe that there is room for emotions in business and it's so important because if you accept the person and the, their emotional transformation as part of their business, as influencing how they make their business decisions, then the bond between you two grows deeper. I've had testimonials from clients saying I've changed their lives and it honestly blows my mind. I can't even understand that, but it's because I want to be there for them through that entire process from beginning to end and even afterwards. So it also is interesting because I find that we'll say that maybe particularly for women, there's no room for emotional women in business or just those types of traits, right? And I feel like by being up here and by speaking my truth, I'm breaking that mold by showing you that, yes, I'm sensitive and, yes, I'm emotional. <laughs> I love that. Woo! Yes, and that honestly gives me more confidence than ever. In a weird, awesome twist, I think that being more vulnerable gives me more confidence. So you don't have to separate those typical female emotions from the male emotions. They blend together in a beautiful harmony, and that's what creates that true power. So vulnerability equals confidence. I don't know if you guys know Brene Brown. Raise your hand. Yes, I love Brene Brown. Thank you, Brene. Okay, so I want to talk about two actual examples, like two situations <clears throat> from each of my businesses when it could have been a negative emotional fallout, but because of using this example of being able to make space for that person, that client, when they need to engage reactively in their own way, it's become a really positive experience for both of us. So in my massage business a year and a bit ago, maybe two years ago, I was working at a previous clinic before I was in business for myself um, as a contractor, and the receptionist was taking a call of a client that, that it was that policy to grab credit card information and this client really didn't want to give her credit card information. She was becoming really irate about it. And the receptionist like looked at me with her wide eyes and she's like, she's going to cancel her appointment and the client's getting upset with her and she's getting upset. And so she says, Miranda, what do I do? So I take the phone and I'm speaking with her and I ask her why she doesn't want to give us her credit card. And it turns out that she's recently had her credit card information stolen already. So in understanding that, I'm able to calm her down and come up with a compromise where she gives her credit card after the first initial consultation so that she feels comfortable with me and we've been able to establish a little bit of trust. 
And I find that that was really helpful because you could hide behind your policy and say, this is the policy, and she could get upset, and you cancel a two-hour appointment, and now I have a hole in the middle of my day where a client just canceled. Or you can work to understand them and to make space for them expressing themselves and expressing why they do or do not want to do something. And if you can make space for that and level your own temperament to allow them to feel understood, then it ends up being a positive experience for both of you. But if you want to engage reactively and fight with them, then that doesn't help anyone. It would be a negative experience for me. I wouldn't be paid for my time, and it would be a negative experience for her as well. So that was a couple of years ago. And since that, I really learned a valuable lesson from that interaction, and that carried over into another experience in my consult business just a couple months ago. So I had a consultation with a potential new uh, massage therapist who wanted to run her own business. And she decided to start her own business to move to another city and start her own business, and we didn't work together, which is fine. That's great, right? And a few months after that, I was reaching out to her previous clinic because my business was expanding. It's just recently started to expand where I'm working with teams. So in clinic consulting, working with multiple team members, teaching client retention and in kind of group sessions. So there was a long story short, a misunderstanding that she kind of assumed that I had revealed private details of what she had expressed to me in her consultation, which I did not, right? So because of that, she came at me and was very upset. And I really steadied myself here because even if this was maybe a couple years ago, I might have engaged reactively. I might have been really frustrated by that. So, you know, have my character assumed and whatever thoughts go through your mind when something like this is happening to you, right? But I steadied myself. I took a deep breath and I just clarified my intention of speaking with her previous clinic. And it was fine. She thanked me for explaining. And it ended up being a positive interaction for both of us. And those moments are difficult, right? It's tempting to maybe with someone that has anxiety or some other type of condition, you want to kind of spiral down and you start to care about what they think about you and what they're saying about you. But if you can work to deeply understand your own flaws and your own self and accept that, then I truly believe that you can take that time to take that breath to be there for the other person. So in these instances, if you are able to make that space for others, you can then influence them and everyone around you in a deeply positive and influential way. Instead of controlling the other person or controlling your own emotions, trying to force a certain situation or to hide behind the embarrassment that you feel, if you're honest about it, you can impact others around you, and it's like a ripple effect, which is why there's a picture of a stone, because you're dropping a stone into still waters. So, something up with the slide, all good. 
don't curse your emotions or think that they don't belong or try to downplay them or just not accept them for what they are and the power that they can be for you. I want you to celebrate them because that's the reason you're as strong as you are. You've pulled upon those previous obstacles and those challenges and you've been able to get through it and cope with it and heal and you've been able to find that power within yourself and that's still there from now going forward for your future. That's me in Hawaii, I think. My first time parasailing. It was super fun. So to put a little bit of theory behind this as well, I thought this was really interesting if you consider Damasio's somatic marker hypothesis theory from the 1970s. It's basically a theory that shows that it's not just about the physical reaction of your emotion, that initial physical reaction. It's what you think about it. So it's how you feel about your feelings that really determines what you're going to do with that emotion. The prefrontal cortex stores the knowledge that we have about all of our emotions. So it's not just about that initial emotion, it's about how we perceive those emotions to cause either a positive or negative reaction and we can make that choice before we actually make that reaction. And that means that good decisions are created by what we feel about our feelings and how we can change what we perceive to be either a positive or a negative consequence of that. So an example I just have here is if you're gambling, I'm not a gambler, but if you're gambling and you're afraid to lose money, you'll actually make a better decision than if you were just totally 100% logical about it. And so that's what I want to illustrate here is that emotions and logic create a beautiful blend to make you your best, most fullest self. So challenges are a good thing. And it's sometimes hard until you can look back on it and understand that. But if we can know that that is going to happen Hopefully we can be here in this moment during the challenge and know that this is a good thing that's happening. Because without those hardships and those obstacles, you can't practice that emotional temperament to allow you to know that you have that power. If you learn to accept your emotions as the true asset that it is and choose to make it a positive consequence, you can influence others around you in a positive way that calms them and calms yourself, and you can really use that power, and I really think it's a power, and you can use it for good. So with that initial step of accepting, it can then allow you to connect even deeper with yourself and deeper with everyone around you, and people are really attracted to that energy. People can feel that energy coming off of you even if you can't really place it yourself, even if you don't understand quite what's happening, right? That energy emits from you and people absorb that, even if they don't know that they're absorbing it. So that creates to me a truly authentic person, right? And authenticity and getting to know you is how people want to do business with you. If you're putting up this fake business facade, people realize that and even if they 
can't quite put their finger on it, they know that you're not being authentic. And so this is why I've chosen to lean into the fact that I'm sensitive because I've been told as a child or even, you know, as a teen or going forward in other relationships that I'm too sensitive and I'm too emotional. And so I've just chosen to own that. Here it is, right? So I think it gives us the ability to deepen our connection with ourselves if we're okay with that and deepen our acceptance of our flaws. And it's only from, I think, accepting that about yourself that allows you to then be there for others in a constructive way and in a really important way. So they're going through their own emotional roller coaster or journey or they're about to be on the cusp of a breakthrough and it's so important that you can be there for those moments. Okay, so practicing emotional temperament allows you to have the confidence to handle any business or personal or life or universe situation. Overcoming our hardships allows us to then apply that skill of healthy healing, of healthy emotions, a healthy practice of daily forgiveness, to then apply that to the things that matter the most to you to cultivate and grow. I want to challenge all of you to really lean into your emotional self and to use that to connect deeper with others. So learn when to utilize those past emotions that you've dealt with, those life obstacles and those challenges, and remember what that felt like and how you had to get through that so you can show understanding for other people. This is really for, I'm talking about business and small business clients, but this is really for anyone in your life. I find that people don't really want to reveal a lot of, you know, negative or challenging things going on with them a lot of the time, or everything's fine and you downplay it. And I would love it if we could all be really honest about what we're going through and when we need help, right? After all, being emotional means that you care. It means that you care deeply about your life, about others around you, about every single thing that you've chosen to put in your life. Your emotions is you. No single person is immune to being swayed by their emotions, so let's not try to be embarrassed about that or hide behind that. We always buy things and purchase and do things and justify that logically, but really it's our emotions that sway those decisions and not one single person is immune to that. So I want to begin to recognize with you and with all of you the positive effects of your emotions and how that plays into your business your business situations, those daily obstacles that come up as a small business owner, and with other relationships in your life. How can you make space for others so that they can then make space for other people in their lives? And it's that ripple effect that I was talking about. Your business will not succeed in spite of you being emotional, but because of them. That's really the message I want to take across today is that 
It's not that you have to push them aside or change them so that you can create something meaningful. It's really because of that that allows you to thrive and create something meaningful with it. I hope you can positively influence others around you in this way and make some space for yourself and make that space for others as well. We've all had someone assume the worst of us and it doesn't feel good. So if you can take a second not to assume the worst of someone, but to give them the benefit of the doubt and think, why is this happening? What are they going through? And although you might be justified in reacting, if you took that second and took that ownership to understand this is happening and just ask them what's going on, then you can see the powerful effects of that. And it really is powerful. And it's really changed my life and how I've chosen to run my business since that first interaction with my very first business coach not engaging with me in my emotions and that meant that my breakthrough moments I shared not with my coach but with others other loved ones in my life and I just realized the impact of that and that's why I want to show that you can beautifully blend the two so that you can be there for others when they need it most. Thank you very much. You can learn more about Blue Talks at bluetalks.com and more about Miranda at striveholistic.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.